right, let's talk to Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, co-host of Curtin Long, which uh, I also do. We just did one today. Check out that episode. Talked a little Jordan Love. He just got a new deal. Aaron Rodgers, now the quarterback of the Jets. But Sparky, let's uh, start with the Milwaukee Bucks. Mike Budenholzer out a couple years after winning an NBA Finals, an NBA Championship. Uh, disappointing exit in the first round, obviously, to the Miami Heat. The Bucks were the one seed. The Heat were the eight seed. Your thoughts on the firing of Mike Budenholzer? Was it deserved? And are you happy with the result? It's hard not to say that it's not deserved uh, at this point. I mean, I've never been a big Mike Budenholzer guy to begin with, but the man wins you a championship for the first time in 50 years. You think he gets more than two years after winning a ring to kind of uh, continue the journey with this team, considering Giannis didn't play, what, two and a half games uh, in this series. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, Mike Budenholzer's brother tragically dies in a car accident before game four. Most people wouldn't even bother to coach game four if they went through that experience, and probably not game five either. He puts all of it aside somehow or another and figures out how to still coach in those games. Did he coach well? No. Would I have liked to have seen him double uh, and do something to stop Jimmy Butler from getting the ball? Yes. Would I have liked to have seen Giannis on Jimmy Butler? Yes. Would I have liked to have seen Brooke Lopez defending an inbound pass? at the end of regulation so it doesn't go to overtime uh, at the end of that series. Yes, I mean, there's a lot of things I would have liked to have seen Bud do differently. Uh, it, to me, it's just, I don't know, man. And then after the, the, the game is over, Giannis drives him over with a bus two or three times with his post-game press conference, post-game comments, which, to be honest with you, I think that was the final nail. Once Giannis kind of uh, put it all on him after game five, you kind of saw the writing on the wall that Bud was in trouble with ownership. Sparky, who do you think is going to be the next head coach? you think this is Nick Nurse is going to be their number one target? And if it's not him, who are some other candidates that you would like personally to see as the head coach? I wrote I read a piece on uh, CBSSports.com uh, today, and they were going over top candidates they thought for Bud's job. Uh, in the Nick Nurse write-up, uh, they had something rather interesting, which was uh, for a team that doesn't do well in the half-court offense under Mike Boonholzer, uh, why would you bring in Nick Nurse, who struggles to have a half-court offense in Toronto this entire time, mm-hmm. outside of when he had Kawhi Leonard that could create his own shot, uh, which I thought was a good point. Now, Nick Nurse, I think, is the person everybody in the country expects to get this job. That does not mean, however, that the Bucks will go that way. Uh, they have a hot young assistant on Bud's staff, Charles Lee, who's 38 years old. He's a finalist for the Detroit Pistons job. Uh, he, I'm sure, will be considered as well. I, for one, don't want anybody off the Bud staff. I'd rather just start clean with a, a brand-new approach. John Horst, the Bucks GM, has already come out and said that there will be a small group of players that will have say in who the next coach is going to be, that he will consult with them throughout the process as far as which way they go. Uh, that's an important factor. Why? Because Giannis is uh, eligible for a huge mega extension coming up this summer. He's got a couple of years left on his deal. You'd like to get that done so you don't have to worry about his future in Milwaukee. Chris Milton has a player option that's due coming up here next month. If he doesn't pick it up, he can become a free agent uh, and then probably try and sign for a max deal somewhere, whether it be Milwaukee or somewhere else. Brooke Lopez is a free agent this year coming off of a great year, one of the best you know, defending centers, maybe the best defensive center in the NBA. Uh, will he go somewhere else for the money, or will he stay in Milwaukee? Uh, you have a repeater tax that you have to deal with uh, from an ownership perspective if you do bring back Milton and Brooke uh, and Giannis and then try to add other pieces around uh, Drew Holiday and those guys. So there's a lot going on here. And this coach coming into this, I'm sure, is going to want to try and figure out any answers to all of this uh, coming in. Uh, another person I think that people should be thinking about is Becky Hammond, uh, who was on Popovich's staff in San Antonio, uh, was interviewed uh, for that Bucks job when Mike Budenholzer got it. She was one of the people they interviewed and liked. 
I'm sure they will interview her again. She won on then, obviously, to coach the Aces in the WNBA and has had success there uh, as a head coach. I would assume she will be a target. Uh, and then a personal favorite of mine, I don't know if they'll interview him or not, but is former Milwaukee Bucks point guard Sam Cassell. That's who I like. Uh, Cassell has won championships with the Rockets as a player. He's got history in Milwaukee, and prior to Giannis, that was the only good years they've had since the last championship on the Eastern Conference Finals run in 2001 when they got screwed by Stu Jackson. Uh, uh, Scott Williams suspension that I'm still not over. Uh, but outside of that, uh, Cassell is coached under numerous coaching staffs. He's on Doc Rivers' coaching staff now with the Clippers, so it's not like he's attached just to one system to run, which I like. Uh, he's closer in age to these guys uh, and has played, you know, more recently than, you know, guys like Bud and some of these other guys that they may bring in uh, to talk to. So I like that. There's a respect there from a guy that's been to the mountaintop. Uh, and he's an OBS guy. Like, he's a straight shooter. You may not like it, uh, but he's going to tell you the truth and what he thinks at that moment in time. I like that, too, for my head coach. So that's kind of why I'm in favor of Sam Cassell. But, you know, odds on favorite, probably Nick Nurse. But the one thing I know about the Bucks, ne- never bet on the favorite because uh, you never know which way this thing is going to go. And then don't forget, you know, they have Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Cleveland Browns, now as part of this ownership group. So if anybody's bound to screw it up, it's him. So we'll see how what happens. You're listening to BetMGM Tonight. We're talking right now with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. You can catch him on Twitter, Sparky Radio, host of Curt and Long, as well as the Green and Growing podcast where he talks bucks. So you know what's funny, man? You can't actually find odds right now on the next team to hire Mike Budenholzer to be their head coach, but you can find odds on Giannis's next team, and surprisingly enough, uh, the Miami Heat are plus 300. They have the best odds, and then the Toronto Raptors at plus 400, the Pelicans at plus 500. Giannis could become a free agent after 2024-2025 season, and, uh, you know, I was just watching that report uh, with Windhorse where he said... That's all BS. Pretty unlikely. The whole report was dead by a... Whole Windhorse report was complete BS. So the way you think First that he'll, all, you think he'll re-up? Like, okay, go on. Uh, yeah, for, first of all, the Lazary thing was complete crap, in my opinion. This whole thing about, oh, seeing thunder clouds in the distance or whatever. He didn't want to pay the repeater tax. That's why he bailed. He didn't want to pay the luxury tax. He didn't want to pay the repeater tax. Well, Lazary's not as wealthy as, as Jimmy Haslam, per se, coming in from the Cleveland Browns. He didn't want to spend all this money here at the end. He came in as a fan, you know, hot trotting on his private jet from New York with all his buddies coming and sitting courtside and watching the games and all that. He never lived in Milwaukee. It was all about being the celebrity at basketball game, at the All-Star game, and all this other stuff. His kid was trying to run for Senate or political office here in Wisconsin, lost. And now he's out of the Bucks organization as well. I mean, I, we've been through all of this. With all due respect to that report, it's BS. Uh, it has nothing to do with impending thunderclouds. As far as Giannis goes, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I got scared the last time. I'll be honest. I got scared. I thought maybe he'd leave. You know, maybe he's like the rest of them. Maybe this, this isn't going to work out the Bucks way he stayed. Uh, at this point, they're giving him pretty much LeBron treatment. They're going to let him kind of have a major say in what happens here going forward. And I think that's all you want. They, they've gone out of their way to try and put pieces around him by giving up a million draft picks to get Drew Holiday in here to try and get that done, by giving Milton all the money the last time. Uh, and they're going to do it again. If he wants Milton back, then they're going to give Milton stupid money again probably. If he wants Lopez, they're going to give him stupid money too to try and keep him. They're going to do whatever Giannis wants. I think he retires as a buck and spends his entire career in Milwaukee. Hmm. So do you, okay, so you don't think that they retool that roster? Because that would be – I would figure that Giannis is going to put some pressure because I don't think that that roster is good enough to win a championship, even if Nick Nurse is your head coach, if Eric Spolstra is the head coach, or Phil Jackson's the head coach, just because I guess my hot take is Giannis is the best player in the league, 
but he's definitely not the best closer in the league. And I think they need another shot maker, a closer to take games over in the fourth quarter, because I don't want to watch the seven-foot center shoot mid-range jumpers, and I don't want to see him shoot 20 free throws in a game in the playoffs because he's going to miss 13 to 14 of them. Do you agree with that, that they need another guy? Because, like, Middleton's getting older, man. Drew's not that guy offensively, and Brooks going to be another year older. And then who's really that other guy? It's not Grayson Allen. You can't end a season with the ball in his hands ever again. No, I guess I disagree to a certain degree. Milton has been that guy from Milwaukee in end-of-game situations uh, for the most part. Drew Holiday has had big games this year offensively for the Bucks as well. But again, you put him in a series, Drew Holiday that is, where he's got to go defend the best player on the other team right. that has him in size. So you burn his legs running around trying to play defense the whole series and then ask him to go score a bunch of points uh, in the meantime, jacking up threes and everything else. Like, he, he was put in an unfair situation, 1,000%. If you want to look at that roster, you know, they went out and they got Jay Crowder. I was a fan of it, former Marquette grad, right, local guy that played at Marquette, so everybody was excited to get Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder doesn't play that much in the series and then comes out against Bud and the Bucks and says, you know, why do you bring me in if you're not going to play me? But if you watch Jay Crowder play, Jay Crowder looked old and slow. I mean, I, I didn't yes. have much problem with him not playing to begin with. I mean, he obviously does. But but I didn't. Uh, Joe Ingles, I think, added some stuff. But again, old and slower type guy. And we can talk about the next head coach and how this whole thing plays out. But there's got to be some pressure on John Horst as well, uh, the general manager, because he is the one in charge of, of what this roster is. We all know Damian Lillard wants to play with Giannis, right? There's no question. The, the issue is, how do you get him? You don't. You don't have the assets to get him unless you move Middleton, which is like Giannis's best bud, so I don't see that happening. Do uh, you trade Drew Holiday? Okay, maybe. Uh, could they get more than Drew Holiday for Dame Lillard? I would imagine maybe they could. The Bucks don't have any ones. You, you've traded all of those away. Yeah. They don't have any twos. You've traded all of those away. I mean, their hands are pretty much tied behind their back because they've been in this go-for-it mode now the last three or four years trying to win championships for Giannis. So now probably the best way to go about it is kind of to retool the bench, I guess would be the best way to put it. You can move Grayson Allen. My co-host on Green and Growing, uh, Nathan Marzion, he wants him to trade Bobby Portis. He thinks Bobby Portis could bring something back uh, in return. And maybe Bobby Portis can, but again, Bobby Portis fan favorite, so I can't wait to see what they get back for him. And whoever it is, it better work because his fan base is going to lose their mind. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not about convincing you or me if they can win a championship. It's about convincing Giannis that they can win a championship. And as long as Giannis buys in, that's the only thing that matters. Uh, Sparky, we only got about 90 seconds. I just wanted to ask you really quickly, the Lions, the favorites to win the NFC North, even after they draft a running back and an inside linebacker in the first round, plus 130 is their price. The Bears and the Vikings, plus 325. The Packers have the worst odds to win the NFC North, plus 400. Do you think that's disrespectful to Jordan Love, or do you think that that's about the right price? Should they have the worst odds, do you think? I don't know if anybody knows what to expect from Jordan Love right now. So I think everybody's just going in and saying, well, the defense sucks. They've got a bunch of young receivers and young tight ends with no experience and a question at quarterback. So they're last in the division. I get down with that. I can see that. Now, as a person that roots for the team and follows the team, I don't think there's any chance they end up last in this division. Uh, but we'll see how this whole thing plays out. I think Jordan Love's going to be pretty good. I've said before on our current long podcast, I think the, the basement for this team is probably seven wins. Uh, and if the defense plays really well, maybe they can get to nine wins. Somewhere between seven and nine wins is my guess is where this whole thing turns out. Now, if Jordan Love gets hurt and Clifford has to play from Penn State, don't even do that. Win a game. Don't even say that. Don't even don't put that juju on us. All right, thanks, Sparky. Talk to you on Monday, the Curtin Long Podcast. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer. Give him a follow on Twitter, Sparky Radio. Enjoy your weekend.